morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. There we go. Welcome to Presbyterian Church on Edisto Island. We're joy to have you all here this morning. Uh, we, we'd like to welcome new new uh, visitors. So who do we have here that's a new visitor? Please raise your hand. We've got some gifts for you. If you hold your hand up, we've got ushers will come by and deliver you a little gift to remind you about Edisto and have you think about us from time to time. Should you need a restroom today while the service is going on, it's back here underneath the stairs to the right. There are friendship registers in your pew. If you please sign them and pass them down the pew. And if you're a new member, you can put in some contact information there, or a new visitor, I mean. You can put some contact information in there, and they'll be glad to visit you if you'd like to have us visit you. The nursery is over in the ministry, and for children under the age of six, you're welcome to go there at any time during the service. The flowers that are here this morning are given to the glory of God by Fran and Judd Davis in appreciation of the elders of the church. It's been kind of a tough couple of years with the pandemic and everything, and they're honoring the elders for that. The Christian Education Committee and the Missions Committee, which you're all welcome to come over and be a part of today, meet after the service today over in the ministry center. And uh, check your bulletin for details about the brunch bunch, which is outing next Sunday. Bess uh, uh, tells me it's going to be a grand time with great food and lots of good fellowship, so I hope you'll think about joining that. And then Rally Day, which has really be become a special day for all of the church, is coming Sunday, September 11th. We hope you'll join us for all those uh, fun events. Now let us attune our hearts to worship as we hear the prelude. Thank you, that was beautiful. Please stand and join me in the call to worship that you find in your bulletin. 
God created the heaven, the earth, the sky, and the sea. God created all creatures, great and small. We come to present to God our worship and to rest God as God rested. Together, let us keep the Sabbath. Now let us bow our heads for the opening prayer. Holy God, you created the Sabbath day and concentrated it for us as a day of peace and proclamation, for rest and reflection, and for a time of worship. Help us to honor your command and preserve it, even as we recognize that all days are your days. O God, our creator, redeemer, and sustainer, amen. Now let us remain standing as we sing the hymn, O Day of Rest and Gladness, which is printed in your bulletin. Please be seated. Friends, what do you hear when you quiet your hearts? What is the message that you receive when you hear no other voices but God's? 
God tells us to be still and know that I am God. So let us just take a moment now just to be still. It's hard to be still. Even in those few seconds, I started counting in my head. Have to fill it up somehow, right? It's hard to stop and just be quiet. Yet God calls us each and every day to difficult things. Yet God helps us along the way and God forgives us when we don't get it quite right. So knowing of God's grace and love through forgiveness, we come now before God in prayerful confession. Let us lift our voices together as we pray. Lord of the Sabbath, hear our prayer. It is hard for us to stop working and harder still to stop worshiping work. We confess that our busyness often substitutes for our holiness. Forgive us, Lord, and help us to be still enough to know you. Help us to understand that your Sabbath is the seam between the world of work and the work of worship. Help us to know that the Sabbath is what keeps us from unraveling, that it knits up the harried and makes them holy, that it even helps to heal creation. In this quiet, peaceful time, we honor you, we rest in you, we long to know you as maker and mender, through Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit we pray. Let us pause again for silent confession. Amen. May we stand together for the words of assurance. Friends, we are invited to be still and to know God. In that stillness, may you also hear Christ's perfect peace 
Cease from any striving or struggling, and by the Spirit's presence, know that God loves you and gifts you with grace today and always. Thanks be to God. Let us sing together. Please bow for the prayer of illumination. God of all creation and caring, of all respiration and rejuvenation, we come today from our busy lives to worship you. Calm and illumine our minds so that we may keenly focus on all you want us to know and so that we may be equipped to take your gospel message into all the world. Through Christ our Lord we pray, amen. The scripture reading today is Mark 6, 30 through 32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure, even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'd like to invite the children to come forward for a time together. Good morning. You want to find a seat? All right. Scrunch together. Okay, stay where you are. <laughs> Good morning. I know for several of you, you've had a couple of weeks of school. I know for Miss Grace, she's going to get ready to start school, so maybe she can think about what this might be. But you've had a few weeks now to be in your classrooms, and I wondered if you were already deciding what was your favorite part of school. What's your favorite subject or activity or thing that you do in school? Tripp, you started at a new school this year. Do you think you have a favorite part yet? What about anybody else? You don't have to raise your hand, just shout it out. What's your favorite part? Recess. Recess. <laughs> Any other favorites? Free time. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. P.E. Okay. Lunch. Lunch. Well, I have to tell you, you guys are hitting the nail on the head because when you go to school, is it work all the time you're there? Are you just 
hammering away at doing math equations or reading or doing journal entries the whole time. No, you get some opportunities to rest, don't you? Playing on the playground at recess or talking with your friends at lunch. There's some opportunities built into your day to kind of slow down and rest a little bit, right? And that's a good thing. Did you know in the Bible that God actually commands us to slow down and take a rest? Yeah, bugs, bugs like it in here. That's okay. It's not bothering me. Thank you. Um, but yeah, we're supposed to, to, to stop and, and take a little bit of a rest. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't get back to it and then focus on math or reading or science or social studies or any other subjects that we might have in school. But it's important to stop and take those rests. How do you feel after Jordan, um, excuse me, Judson, your favorite is recess. So how, how do you feel after you've had recess? Hot. Hot. <laughs> You know, after I've had a break, I feel pretty good, right? I feel rested and ready to get back, back to it. Yeah. So those are special times during our day, and that's what we're talking about in worship today. It's not just at school, but it's in every aspect of our lives. God wants us to work and learn and grow and serve our neighbors and do all kinds of wonderful things that God has already equipped us to do, but we can't forget that it's okay not just okay, it's important to stop and rest. And if you listen to the scripture passage that Mr. Ron just read, Jesus demonstrated that very thing. He said the disciples were really busy. They were serving a lot of people, and they were tired. And so Jesus said, let's, let's go away to a quiet place and just, just rest a while. So you can remember this week at school when you're at recess or any of those other opportunities where you get some downtime. I think they call it compass time at y'all's school, right? Compass time is just some downtime. Yeah, when you're in those moments, you can be thankful that you have an opportunity to rest and then be ready to get back to it, right? Okay. Big kids can remember that too. All right. Let's have a prayer. Dear God, we thank you for opportunities throughout our day and our lives to rest and to be still. Help us to remember in those moments to be thankful that they are gifts from you and they help us to better live and serve in your world. We thank you and we love you. Amen. All right, you may be seated, return to your pew or go to the nursery. begin this morning with a little fun. I'd like to do a little word association. And if you're joining us from home this morning, you can jot your responses down and see how they compare. If you're here in person this morning, I invite you to go ahead and break that sacred rule of talking during the sermon. 
Go ahead and shout your answers out. Make sure your neighbor hears you. I want you to think about what words come to mind when you hear this phrase. I'll give it to you, and then we'll do it together. I say Sabbath. You say I say Sabbath, you say Sunday. I heard a lot of Sundays. I say Sabbath, pick a different one. You say Rest. You got that one in. All right, here's, here's another one. I say the opposite of Sabbath. You say I expected that one. Think again. I say the opposite of Sabbath. You say chaos. chaos. I like that one. Sweaty. <laughs> I like that one. So in both sides, maybe we heard some words that were similar in the same vein. And then others might have taken us to a different meaning or direction. I heard a lot more similarities than I heard differences, though, although I'm kind of far away from you guys, so I might not have heard them all. We all come to an understanding of Sabbath from different places and practices, and that's okay. Whatever our feelings are about the Sabbath, we've come by them honestly, and today I hope we can explore a little bit more, maybe even celebrate the Sabbath as we affirm our old understandings, what we've come here today with, and maybe as we even develop some new understandings too. I didn't shout out my words because my mic would overpower you guys, but when I say Sabbath, the first words that come to my mind are healing, wholeness, and peace. Now, on the other side, the opposite of Sabbath for me is burnout. I looked up WebMD. You know, you're never supposed to be your own doctor, but I did. Sorry, Trip. We've got a doctor in the house. Uh, WebMD defines burnout as a form of exhaustion caused by constantly feeling swamped. It's a result of excessive and prolonged emotional, physical, or mental stress. Now, these are my own words. It can be related to your work, to your lifestyle, to your family, or to any other pressures that continue to put a demand on you, right? So raise your hand if you've ever felt burnout. The people that didn't raise their hands, I'm not sure I trust you. <laughs> As I was preparing for today, I, I read a story that was written by another minister, and um, I couldn't relate with the exact circumstance, but I could relate with the idea, and I wonder if you can too. The author said, a decade or so ago, I had to have a series of surgeries. My doctor joked about my joining the surgery of the month club. 
She said, I'm fine now, thanks be to God, so don't worry about me. But after a few of these procedures, I noticed something about surgery day. I'm not proud of it, mind you. But I began to notice myself looking forward to it. To be precise, I was looking forward to that moment when the IV was in. Deep breath. And the nurse would say, how about I give you a little something to help you relax? This was a gift I always accepted. But you know why? Because that was the moment when I knew that nobody could possibly expect anything from me from that point on. Kids? Nope. Students? Nope. Boss? Nope. The IV's in, and I'm off the clock. She asks, how desperate is that? When the only way we get to have an honest break is to have surgery. Yeah, it was a little alarming. And as I drifted off to La La Land, I remember thinking, I wonder if God is trying to tell me something about my life. I wonder if God is trying to tell a lot of us something about our lives. How many of us go through life with a thousand voices clamoring for our attention? Everybody wants something from us, and everybody wants it when? Now. Yep. There has to be a better way. There has to be a better way to live what poet Mary Oliver calls our one wild and precious life. There is a better way. It's called Sabbath. It's the gift that God is wanting to give you. And maybe you already know that you need it. Maybe you're not sure. Maybe some of those preconceived notions about what it is are keeping you from receiving it. Maybe you've already had a moment like the story that I just read and you know that the pace of life is just killing you. But you don't know how to stop. You don't know how to stop that runaway train. Either way, we have an opportunity again today to both explore in our worship together and in this year's Presbyterian Women's Bible Study, explore what it means to accept God's gift of rest and delight. The Bible has a lot to say about Sabbath, but it doesn't do it all in one place. It's kind of scattered throughout our sacred text, and we find commands and stories and suggestions and practices and more. And so we kind of have to do some serious work uh, going through the text to discover all that the Bible has to say about the Sabbath, looking both at the Old and New Testaments. In this discovery, there are a lot of things that the scriptures make clear about the Sabbath, more than we can discuss this morning. But I did want to share with you a few of the highlights 
and certainly we'll consider more in the PW Bible study. So first, as the sermon title suggests, the Sabbath is a celebration. Did anyone use that word? Sabbath, celebration. It's not a day of formality. It's not a day of denying yourself from all activity. The Old Testament talks about the Sabbath being welcomed like you welcome the bride. When you're in the bride's presence, you can't be dreary. You celebrate. Sabbath is included with the festivals and celebrations that we considered back in July if you were here for vacation Bible school. We looked at the ancient Jewish practices found in the Old Testament and along with Purim and Passover and Sukkot and Yom Kippur, we also focused on Sabbath. God establishes Sabbath along with these other festivals to be celebrated to be honored as a part of the worshiping life of the people of God. So remember that word, celebrate. Number two, Sabbath is intended for all of creation. And so that means it's intended for you. In the passage from Luke's gospel that we read just last Sunday, Jesus seemingly disregards the Sabbath when he heals a woman who's been sick for a long time. And in his commentary to the Pharisees, he demonstrates how Sabbath rest is really more a time of liberation. It's extended, yes, to those who are suffering, but he says it's even extended to your ox and your donkey In other places of scripture, God speaks of jubilee. Jubilee is when land is returned and allowed to rest. No growing or reaping, scripture says, for one year's time. Even land needs to rest. Any farmer knows that. So Sabbath is for all of creation. And further, Sabbath is not just for our Jewish brothers and sisters who do have a more formal and regular celebration of Sabbath each week. Sabbath is for us too, Christians. Remember that Jesus calls out to everyone and says, come to me, all of you, all of you, and I will give you rest, Sabbath. And in our scripture passage today, as I told the children, Jesus demonstrates this need to slow down, giving the disciples an example of Sabbath rest. Sabbath is intended for all creation. Number three, this is the one I'm going to pay a little more attention to, Sabbath is a time to surrender unhealthy striving and frantic busyness and instead trust that God will provide. Now, I find myself sometimes thinking that the busier you are, the golder your star gets, right? It's like you earn a badge because you're doing it. But that's not what 
Scripture demonstrates. God will provide. We're not called to do it all. Don't wait until you have to have surgery when you literally become incapacitated to honor this gift. The story of the Israelites in the wilderness collecting manna each day help us to see this point a little more clearly. It says that each day they have to gather only as much as they need for that day. And then the day before Sabbath, a little extra so that they have some on the Sabbath and don't have to gather any that day. Well, you've read the story and you know how we are. So what did the people do? They, they didn't trust that God would provide for them each day. So at first they gathered a lot, way more than they would need for just their day's sustenance. And boy, that God, tricky. All that extra food, overnight went bad. People couldn't eat it, rotten. Sabbath teaches us that God will provide for us when we stop and step back and let God do that. Sabbath helps us to say, it's enough. It's enough when the world is constantly telling us it's not enough. And when we say it's enough, we are able to trust a little bit more because sometimes more stuff, more success, it's just more. So Sabbath is a time to surrender some of that unhealthy striving and frantic busyness. Number four, Sabbath is a reminder that all life is precious. Overextending ourselves, working too much goes against God's plans for us because God thinks that we are precious. In the passage that we read from Isaiah 58 last Sunday, the prophet says that we need to stop so that we might be reminded that we live because God lives in us. So we stop from pursuing our own interests on the Sabbath so that we might become heightened to the precious people around us, too. Our own lives are precious, but when we stay too busy for too long, focused on our own precious lives, we don't have as much of an opportunity to see and know the precious lives around us, too, and see clearly what their needs are, their concerns, their joys, or their desires. So in a way, it's a, a wake-up call to um, quit being so selfish and remember that all life, not just my life, but all life is precious. And the final discovery that I'll share today, and this one I didn't hear anyone shout out because it's not the one that we really regularly associate with the Sabbath, but this is the one that is actually probably the most prominent in Scripture. Sabbath is a day devoted to community and justice. 
Let that sink in for just a moment. Sabbath isn't exclusively about self-care, although yes, it is. And Isaiah is really helpful once again in this understanding. If you were reading in the bulletin sidebar last week beside that passage from Isaiah, I had written that Isaiah shows us that when we begin to pay attention to the hurts, hungers, and hardships in our communities, something happens. The pathways for salvation begin to open up in our current circumstances while they don't seem so bleak. Little by little, we become refocused and renewed. Refocused and renewed. That's what Sabbath helps us do. Carol Betchel, who is the author of Celebrating Sabbath Bible Study, says this, Sabbath has a sister, and her name is Justice. You see, Sabbath orients us and brings us to what is most important. Bringing what is important into our focus and renewed, sustained by the community, we are able to live lives of justice, not just on the Sabbath, but every day. Every day. That's what we talked about with the children, in a sense. You spend this intentional time so that you become renewed and focused, so that you go back to the work to which you were called. So these are just a few things about the Sabbath that the Bible shares. There's a whole lot more. But remember I said I wanted you to keep that word celebrate in mind. Today and during the upcoming Bible study, and I'm sure in plenty other of opportunities, you will have an opportunity to study the Sabbath and to discover many new features of Sabbath. But I hope, however, that you can also learn to embrace it. Embrace it. Make space for the Sabbath in your life, whether it's on a Sunday, whether it's on your drive home from work, no matter when it is, make space for Sabbath in your life. And yes, celebrate it. Have some fun with it. Sabbath is not a burden. Sabbath is a blessing. And it does have the potential to bring healing and wholeness and peace into your life and into the lives of others. So embrace the Sabbath. Celebrate it. Think about what you can do today toward that end. And I'll leave you with one final thought. It's from one of my favorite Christian thinkers, Henry Nouwen. He says, you don't think your way into a new kind of living, but live your way into a new kind of living. We've done some thinking. Now it's time to do some living. May it be so. Amen. The Presbyterian women will kick off their season together on September the 12th. That's just coming up shortly. They'll begin nine months of study and prayer and service together. Today, members of our PW coordinating team are here, and as 
faithful Presbyterian women, together they share God's promise of peace, hope, reconciliation, justice, and love as they seek to respond to God's love and grace by serving one another. So at this time, I now ask the PW coordinating team to come forward. We'll gather in the front of the sanctuary for a time of commissioning and liturgy. Y'all can stand and face the congregation. Today we pray for those whom God has already chosen to lead us, and we commission Tricia Yandel as moderator, Libba Johnson as vice moderator, Stephanie Crumling, who's not with us this morning, as secretary, Karen Coker as treasurer, Betty Bryan, who is also away as our Bible study leader, and Jane Routon and Norma McElhaney as our flower chairpersons. Now, PW coordinating team, I ask you to commit to God and to each other by affirming together the PW purpose statement that's found in your bulletin. Having affirmed the purpose of Presbyterian women, will you commit to bringing its words into practice? Will you? Will you be prayerful leaders, seeking the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to lead with joy and love? And in your role, will you commit to model self-care, healthy time management, and spiritual nourishment? Will you? Will you listen with an open heart honoring others? And will you be receptive to words of encouragement and words of concern among PW, seeking to demonstrate compassion and grace? Will you? Will you seek to motivate others to follow you, demonstrating the joy and enthusiasm that you receive from the Holy Spirit? Will you? Now, will you the members of PCEI support and pray for these women, and will you, with God's help, partner with them in ministry? Will you? Let us pray. Gracious God, we are grateful for the gifts you bestow upon us for service. We thank you for the women you call to ministry in the Presbyterian women and the ways in which you gift them for leadership. So we ask now your blessings to fall upon Tricia, Libba, Stephanie, Karen, Betty, Jane, and Norma, and all the women who will gather this year for study and mission. Thank you for time given, 
for resources shared and lives touched. Knowing that all gifts come from you, we especially thank you for the gift of this day, these people gathered, and the opportunity for a renewed time of study and living together. Hear us now as we join our many voices into one and offer to you the prayer our Lord and Savior taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. PW coordinating team, you are now duly installed as leaders of Presbyterian women. Be reminded that God first claims and calls us to service and then equips us, empowers, and emboldens us to go forth being the hands, feet, the voice, and the very presence of God and Christ in the world. You have been called and you are ready. Let everything that you do in word and deed be to the glory of God and as a witness to Christ's light within you. Amen. Now our coordinating team will stay forward, but I now also ask the Stitch Sisters, who are a part of the Presbyterian's mission and ministry, to come forward. And we're going to gather around the table that you see covered in prayer shawls and lap robes. Y'all can gather around the table, and if you'd like to, you can lay hands upon the prayer shawls. We know that every generous act of giving with every perfect gift is from above. Filled by generosity and love, our Stitch Sisters have worked tirelessly this summer, although not without a little conversation as well as I hear from down the hallway. They have tirelessly this summer. They have knitted comfort and hope into each and every one of their creations. Each shawl, lap robe, and creation is shared to spread the good news of Jesus Christ's love for us and a message of our warm care as a congregation. So if you'd like to, you may lay hands upon these shawls and we'll all bow together for a special blessing. Let us pray. May, God, may God's grace be upon these shawls and lap robes, warming, comforting, enfolding, embracing all who may receive them. May this mantle be a safe haven, a sacred place of security and well-being, sustaining and embracing in good times as well as difficult ones. May those who receive these be cradled in hope, kept in joy, graced with peace and wrapped in love. May our gifts and the gifts of these women be shared in your name with your blessing today, tomorrow, and always. Amen. Women, thank you. You may return to your, your seats. 
You'll notice in the bulletin that we do have the time with the Stitch Sisters meet each week and share in knitting and crocheting and yes, some even some cookies. We join with the Stitch Sisters, the Presbyterian women and all others who bring their gifts and their creative work to God as we offer this day our own tithes, offerings, and prayer requests.
Please join me in the litany of dedication printed in your bulletin. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Amen. We'll remain standing. Our closing hymn should be familiar. This is the day, and let's get excited and sing it through at least twice. Let us sing to the glory of God. stop within the circle of time that is Sabbath. Set aside your responsibilities. They will wait. Abide with the Lord of the Sabbath and learn to celebrate its blessings. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>